The following program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Beach Corner with Diana Chicky is sponsored by Blue Willow Bride, your intimate bridal boutique located in Collingwood, Ontario. Contact Blue Willow Bride for all your wedding needs. I'm Donna Chicken with Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio, your backstage pass for all your entertainment. Baby Monster Productions is proud to present the Slaughter Brothers Dime Circus, a dark comedy with music about a dysfunctional traveling circus. Equal parts Bugs Bunny and Guillermo del Toro, the Slaughter Brothers Dime Circus, a radio fantasy, is a meta-theatrical reflection on the nature of power and revenge. Starring Tim Fitzgerald Walker, Stephanie Mercedes, Lynn Griffin, and Sean Sullivan. Spearheaded by artistic producer of Baby Monster Productions, Sean Sullivan, the playwriter and co-composer of the Slaughter Brothers Dime Circus. Sean has been a theater creator for over 40 years, and this play has been his dream project for the past five years. Sean's film credits include God and Country, Full Proof, Wayne's World, Back to the Future 3, to name a few. Lynn Griffin, who plays the clown mother, her acting credits span 40 years, appearing at the Stratford and Shaw Festival, as well as in theaters across Canada. Lynn played Mrs. Santa in two Santa Bay movies for ABC TV, along with several guest appearances on Lost Girl, Murdoch Mysteries, and so forth. I'm delighted to welcome back via Zoom two very special guests, Sean Sullivan and Lynn Griffin. You're listening to Beach Corner, brought to you by Blue Willow Bride in Collingwood on Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only truly local radio. You are listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's truly local radio, broadcasting directly from the world's longest freshwater beach. Welcome back to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio. I'm delighted to welcome back via Zoom two very special guests, Sean Sullivan and Lynn Griffin. So nice to see you again. Nice to see you. (laughs) (laughs) So the last time we spoke was back in 2016, where you performed a Christmas carol at Simple Street Theatre in Collingwood, directed by Lynn. And at the end of the show, we all gathered back on stage (laughs) to create this mannequins. Remember? I do. I do. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. So yep. today, Sean, you're beating the drum for a musical play titled The Slaughter Brothers Dime Circus, a radio fantasy at Baby Monster Productions. Tell us about this hybrid theatrical creation. As I understand, this was a labor of love for the past five years. Indeed. Um, well, The Slaughter Brothers Dime Circus, in a nutshell, is about the members of a tattered and tired traveling circus who are forced to improvise after their boss unceremoniously fires almost the entire troupe. And then the play transplants its audience from a dusty carnival to a more surreal world of fantasy, retribution, and crazy horror. Now it's presented by a great cast of virtuosic performers in clown, mime, music, and puppetry. Nice. So 
Where did you get the idea of writing this type of play? Well, it's a little bit of all the things I like. I love comedy. I love it when a show sort of turns the audience on its head that they don't see what's coming next. And it can go from funny to scary to tragic to ultimately um, a happy ending. Uh, the good, the good people win. The bad people pay for their, you know, discre- their indiscretions. And um, I also, uh, <laughs> it came about when I was rather sick. You had a fever dream. I had a fever dream about a play with clowns that then turned that certain members of the cast turned into insects. Oh wow! Who had who had magical powers? It was like a crazy dream, and I just started writing. And then, with the help of the dramaturgy of our friend uh, Hari Thomas, we really crafted it into um, a play that covers a lot of ground in only seventy minutes. Wow! And how different is this musical from what you have performed in the past? Well, I, I'd say because it's not really a musical comedy, it's a play with music that moves the story along. Um, how, how does it differ? Well, well first original music by you and Matt Reed. That's part of it, is that I, I actually wrote the music using, nice. there, are, there are a couple different forms of music I love, um, sort of the uh, European cabaret music of Kurt Weill, um, some sort of ballads in that form, as well as some sort of swamp boogie rock and roll and <laughs> carnival music with calliope that's sort of, uh, I would call it carnival music of the damned. So what do you hope to convey to the audience? Well, it's, um, it is a story of power and um, the need for people to find uh, people who are, who are under the thumb of a, um, a tough boss, let's put it that way. The, the head of the circus is not a particularly nice guy, and it's sort of the people who need to find their, uh, their voice um, coming through in the end. Uh, it's basically the battle of uh, good versus evil and power versus the powerless. Um, I think it has a nice um, touch of uh, how you feel about consumerism, too. Yes, <laughs> indeed. So the, I guess the idea of, because it is sort of a clown piece, uh, the idea that clown has a way of being able to tell what is actually kind of a serious story in a funny and entertaining way. And that's sort of at the core of the Slaughter Brothers Dime Circus. Now, speaking of clowns, Lynn, I understand you are the clown mother. Tell us about your role. Well, it, it all started that Sean had written this brilliant play and then this music and everything, but there wasn't a part for me. <gasps> Uh, so how dare I, I, <laughs> I had to twist all of his limbs, <laughs> literally. Yeah. No. Um, and we kind of came up with the fact that I, I'm, I mean, I think, um, Diana inside of me, there has been a latent clown for many years that I've tried to hide. Well, we finally decided that Sean, um, would let me set her free. Uh, so, uh, Daphne, which is her 
name other than clown mother, Daphne, sort of arose out of my need to put on a nose and act like a, a silly monkey. But then in the initial version that we did, she was silent because I was going, I don't need any lines. I just want to be there. Mm-hmm. I just want to be part of it. But then we did a radio version of it when COVID hit and we got uh, some money from the Canada Council to record it as a radio play. Well, okay. if it that, then I wouldn't have a part again. So we decided that I would speak in a kind of what, what clowns call Gramalot, which is sort of like... <laughs> um, just turning it into a kind of conversation that the other people on stage can sort of translate. Uh, the audience may not know what I'm saying, but they'll be delighted it's a, by it. It's like a clown gibberish, yeah, okay. which is actually quite delightful. Now, Liddy mentions the fact that we um, we have been supported uh by the Canada Council for the Arts, our original production, which was supposed to open in March 2020, hello, um, was canceled 10 days before it opened, but the Canada Council had basically funded us completely for that production. Nice. Unfortunately, they couldn't do that this time around, so that's why we are beating the drum and fundraising for the production. I was going to say, because you do a lot in this production, but you're also looking after the fundraiser, so tell us about this fundraising. Well, we're using um, the platform Indiegogo, um, and it's a, a um, I think it's been a, it's to- a total of a two month campaign, and which will end early, uh, well, sort of middle of May, and we're basically reaching out to people, going, you know, if you have if you have five dollars, if you have ten dollars, if you have a hundred dollars or more, nothing is too small or too large for <laughs> for our needs. We're still looking at other sources of, of income as well, but um, we sort of thought we would reach out to the people who we hope are going to be our audience. And so our Indiegogo site has a lot of images uh, from the play. Mm-hmm. It has links to the music. Um, so there's a lot for and people perks. to check out. And there are perks. There are <laughs> clown noses. There are nice. custom guitar picks with images from the play on them. There are costume sketches by Lynn Griffin herself, uh, who's designed the costumes for the show. There are all sorts of wonderful little um, goodies for people who help us out. Nice. So who forms part of the cast? Well, besides Lynn and myself, uh, there is there is an, a wonderful actor clown, Tim Walker, and uh, an amazing multifaceted young woman uh, named Sylvie Mercedes, who is a brilliant musical theater singer, but she is also um, an incredibly comic and extremely beautiful young actress. And uh, that is the cast. And then Matthew Reed, who has helped me with the music, who is uh, a classical music composer, but he's also an improv comedian. uh, And he's written and performed something that's called uh, The Second City's Guide to the Symphony, which he performs with the TSO um, and has performed all over the world. And so he is our onstage musician, uh, as well as myself. I also play uh, live in the show. And that's our little company. Aw, how nice. Well, joining me via Zoom are Sean Sullivan and Lynn Griffin from the Slaughter Brothers Dime Circus. You're listening to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio. 
Is your new or existing business looking for recognition in Wasaka Beach? Beach Booster Group is your one-stop shop for all things local, all things promotional. Beach Booster will succeed in creating a complete local promotional package that can include high-profile outdoor, print, and radio promotion of your business and services. Beach Booster's community events offer additional opportunity for visible participation of your company in the Wasaka Beach area. Beach Booster Promotions also specializes in all types of promotional products and apparel to help you create your local and professional profile. Contact us at info at beachbooster.com or call 705-241-9762. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. Welcome back to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio with my guests via Zoom, Sean Sullivan and Lynn Griffin. And oh, a little kiss here. Woo! I love that. that. I heard that. (laughs) Yeah, kisses after 31 years together. Oh, congratulations. You're such a lovebird. So um, tell us about the young director, Harry Thomas. You spoke about him earlier in the show. And how did you meet? Um, well, actually, that is probably my question. You start. Um, oh, yeah. I was I was doing um, a theater project uh, many years ago um, with the plays of Carol Churchill and Harry, where he likes to be called Harry now, not Harry. Harry. Oh, Harry. I'm sorry. I said Harry. No, no. Sorry, Harry. Oh, yes. right. This is new. Um, <laughs> he saw me in this production and he was directing a production of Hedda Gabler and he asked me to be in that. And of course, I jumped at the chance. He's a, a wonderful, brilliant, really innovative young um, theater creator and has such imagination. Um, so I went on to do that with him. And then Sean, you went on to do A Midsummer Nightmare with him. Which was basically a production of Shakespeare's A Midsummer Night's Dream okay. turned into a somewhat, uh, especially the, the the fairy kingdom became a, a rather dark fairy kingdom. Uh, It was still extremely funny, but he had uh, an incredible sort of innovative approach to the play, uh, which it was a wonderful, it was a wonderful experience. And Hari then went to the uh, uh, National Theatre School in directing, has since re-emerged, and Hari is, is one of those people who can mix traditional theater with performance art, with video projections, which is also a part of the Slaughter Brothers, um, bringing a lot of different elements together, which is a lot for a director to take care of. He sort of has to be almost a circus ringleader uh, himself, <laughs> that there are a lot of elements, but Hari is is an incredibly bright um, and uh, able worker of magic from the director's chair. And uh, just a little side note, Diana, at one point, uh, he actually played Scrooge in our production of A Christmas Carol in one of its um, event, what do you call it? Um, Iterations. Very good. Ooh, very good. <laughs> nice. Ooh, I like that, a new word. <laughs> yes. So how did you manage your rehearsals and recording process during this pandemic? Well, that was that was challenging when the show uh, was 
closed right before it opened. Uh, after the initial shock, uh, we realized the Canada Council had created a fund for people who had been affected by that if they wanted, if they had a way to turn their project into something that could be done on camera or on audio that could be turned from live theater into something digital. Mm-hmm. And so we wrote and received a grant from them to turn it into a, a radio play, which involved a lot of rewriting because uh, the play is very visual. And so it was basically turning a landscape into a soundscape. Oh, nice. And we had a brilliant audio engineer, uh, Deanna H. Choi, who um, helped us create this. We recorded it basically... Um, using a a really cool uh, platform, uh, five different locations recording all together okay, um, with a sound engineer, recording the entire show, all of the dialogue from five different directions, five different locations. Wow. It was uh, an enormous achievement. And a learning curve. And a big learning curve. And we recorded it in a couple of days, but then it took us about five months in, in post-production to create the, the sound effects, the world of the play, uh, wow. making voices move from side to side, making footsteps, bringing everything into it so that it would actually be like an old-style radio play with the play that we had written, that I'd written originally. So it finally uh, launched December 2020 on Facebook Live. Um, It's still available on our uh, Baby Monster Productions Vimeo On Demand page. Okay. And interestingly enough, the script actually became a better script for the theatrical version as well, because it forced me to really look at the text. Mm Mm-hmm. And go, you know, all we have are the words and the sounds now. So um, basically we have now, now that we're going back into production on stage, uh, we've blended the radio script into the theatrical script. And it is actually a much better play um, having gone through that process. And so, you know, everything, you know. Everything happens for a everything reason. Everything happens for a reason. They always a really say good that. Way. Yeah, and it was a really good way to keep ourselves busy when there was not much else happening. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, for sure. Now, I hear you're planning to premiere this play this summer in Toronto? Yes, we are indeed. Hopefully, What can you tell us about? Well, it looks like um, things are still in the planning stages, but it looks like it's going to happen in August at the Alumni Theatre. Okay. Uh, The Alumni Theatre is... um, Let's see their their website, uh, www alumni theater alumni is spelled a l u m n a e and then theater alumni theater that. That's really different. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's not how I would normally think Absolutely. you would spell that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So where can we find more information on the Slaughter Brothers Dime Circus? Well, you can go to our our website, which is. Uh, babymonster.productions mm-hmm. there will be information there and the Indiegogo campaign can be found if you go to indiegogo.com and type in the Slaughter Brothers Dime Circus Okay, it will take you to our page which has a lot of information about the play in general as well as the information about the um, the campaign and, and any last about- word? 
oh, just about to launch onto the Indiegogo campaign some live music video that we recorded yesterday. Ooh, how exciting. How exciting. Well, thank you, Sean and Lynn, for being my guests and wishing you all the best of success with your musical play, The Slaughter Brothers Dime Circus. Thank Thank you you so so much, much. Diana. (laughs) You're listening to Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this break. You're listening to Beach Booster Radio. It's the station to listen to. Broadcasting from the Stonebridge Town Center, located in Wasaga Beach, Ontario, Canada. The world's longest freshwater beach. Wasaga Beach. Wasaga Beach. Well, this is a wrap for me. I would like to thank Sean Sullivan and Lynn Griffin for being my guest and wishing them both all the best of success with the Slaughter Brothers Dime Circus. For more information, visit babymonster.productions and for the Indiegogo campaign, go to indiegogo.com. With Beach Corner on Beach Booster Radio, I'm Dinah Chickie. Beach Corner's broadcast every Tuesday at 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. and also available on podcast anytime from our new Beach Booster Radio podcast page. Simply click the podcast button from my homepage to enjoy unique and local programming and can be seen on Musaga Beach TV at Beach Talk. If you would like to be featured on Beach Corner, please contact Diana at BeachBooster.com. I welcome your visit to my Facebook and Twitter pages. Bye-bye, everyone. The preceding program is a production of Beach Booster Radio. Written, recorded, and produced in Wasaga Beach, Ontario. We thank you for listening to Beach Booster Radio, Wasaga Beach's only locally owned and operated radio station. We are local. We are Wasaga Beach. We are Beach Booster. You are listening to Beach Booster Radio, broadcasting from our studios in the Stonebridge Town Center on Main Street, in the heart of downtown Wasaga Beach.